So we're holding at the bottom of Kufchof Alafam Abbas, the second to last line. We had over here a statement of Rab Abba Bar Kahana, Benegate to what we were speaking about before regarding a person that um, has a snake or something, a scorpion in his vicinity, and he wants to kill it even if it's not chasing him and he's not directly in harm by it, being harmed by it. So the Gemara will bring now another few statements from the same individual, even though it in doesn't have any connection to what we're speaking about. That's what Rashi says. The candelabra of the house of Rabbi. It's allowed to be moved on Shabbos. So we're not talking about a candelabra that has uh, burning um, candles in it, or had burning candles in it, that it would be muktzah. We're talking about pamaitis. The question is, the candelabra itself, is it allowed to be moved on Shabbos? And there's an issue that could come up, which is muktzah. If it's designated in a certain, to be in a certain place, if it's very heavy and it's meant to be there, and when Shabbos came in, you placed it there to stay there, so then it would be muktzah. Be muktzah, maybe it's muktzah machmas chasar and kiss, that it has to stay in that place. So he said, no, the pamaitis, by the Rebbe, you're allowed to move them on Shabbos. So Rabzeda explained, or he's actually asking a question. What kind of uh, candelabra was this? Is it something that uh, is light enough to be carried with one hand? Or is it a heavy candelabra that you have to carry with two hands and still, he said that you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. So he answered Rabzeda. The candelabra by Rabbi was the same that, that there was in your father's house. So Rashi explains that we're talking about a candelabra that was small, that could be moved with one hand. But if it's taki large, you have to carry it heavy with two hands, it was made to stay there, so then that would taki be muktzah on Shabbos. Why? Huh? Why? Mention, muktzah machmas chesar and kiss. Because it's bigger? Because it's bigger and therefore it's intended to stay in one place, a person starts moving around like a big piece of furniture on Shabbos, so it's not, um, yeah. Taisa says another pshat. If you remember, we learned about the scene before about moving around the candelabra. There's a chashash, benigayat candelabra, when it's made up of parts. That um, if you move it around, then the, the, the parts come apart. And therefore, you're not allowed to put it back together. And the Gemara, they spoke about a candelabra that has chitki, it has grooves, it's made with designs, and it looks like it's made out of parts. Even if it's actually not made out of parts, but it even looks like it's made out of parts, that's already a problem. Yeah, that's what Taisu says. So, Islu Chitki. Um, okay, I don't remember, I remember the details from the Gemara before, but that over there there was a different issue. Not Mukta. The issue was that it can come apart and uh, you're not allowed to put it back together. Another question. How about wagons that are used for people to transport people in it? Are you allowed to move it around on Shabbos? So Rabzeira answered him, What's your question? Your question is if it's something that is um, small enough. Huh? Question answer. again, he's asking him, he's clarifying. What, what, when you asked about Kreinish of Beis Rabbi, what was these Kreinish of Beis Rabbi? What were they? Are they Kreinish that one person could uh, move it around? Or is it Kreinish that you need two people to move it around? So again, he answered him, like the ones that were in your father's house. Rashi doesn't say anything on this, but presumably it's the same like what Rashi said before, that there were smaller krainas that, that even one person can move around, then it's something which is not moktza. But if it's a big uh, wagon that only two people could schlep, so that's something that's made to stay in one place, and it's moktza. Rabbi Abba Bar said, 
Rab Chanina was mater, the base Rebbe, for the people of the house of Rebbe, Lishtois Yayin, to drink wine, Bekreinus Shalnachri, that was delivered with the wagons of Goyim. Bechaisim Echad, even if this wine only had one seal. So as Rashi brings over here, this is a, a machlaikis in the Gemara Nafei Zara, when you bring wine, a guy is delivering wine, whether it has to have one seal or a double seal. So he was matter when the wine was delivered on a wagon to, to the house of Rebbe, he was matter even with one seal. Now the Gemara explains, and I'm not sure, what was the reason for this heter? Is it because he held like Rebbe and Rabbi Yezza always held that the wine that a guy delivers, to be sure that he didn't tamper with it, and it's not uh, other wine, it's not Yayan Nesach or Stam Yainam, whatever it is, it's enough to have one seal, you don't have to have a double, a double seal. Or maybe, usually he doesn't hold like Rabbi, uh, like, like uh, Rabbi Yezza. Usually he holds it, you have to have a double seal. But because it's being delivered to the house of Rebbe, so as Rashi explains, Rebbe was appointed and recognized also by the authorities as being a, the leader of the Yidin. So when they delivered something to the house of Rebbe, they're afraid to tamper with what they're delivering. So specifically over here, we was matter to use the wine without a double seal because it's uh, being brought to the house of Rebbe. There is also this point from the government. Right, if you tamper with something, correct. It's kosher. Mm -hmm. kosher. Right, correct. Zakta Mishnah. So we begin a new Mishnah. Nachri shehidlik eshaner a nachri that lit a candle. You didn't tell him to light the candle. He lit it on his own. Mishtamish on Shabbos, of course. Mishtamish leoda Yisrael. A yid is allowed to benefit and use this light in Shabbos. Ve'im b'shvil Yisrael. If the guy lit it specifically for your purpose, All right? So then also. You're not allowed to be the Midrabanon. There's an Issa for you to have a no of a Malacha that was done for your purpose in Shabbos. We're not talking about a case where you told the guy to light it for you. We're talking about a case where it's clear that the guy was doing it for your purpose, even without you telling him. But the guy has no reason to have this light for himself. He doesn't need it. He's lighting it for the Yid. In such a case, Chachamah will geyser not to have Hano from a Malacha that was done even by a guy on Shabbos. Mila Mayim Lahashkis Behemtai a guy filled water to give, to drink for his animal. So he did a malacha, let's say he brought the water out of a, uh, out of a uh, well and brought it into a Rabim. So he did a malacha to bring the water out. So the guy is filling the water for himself. Mashke achrav Yisrael. So he did it, the guy did it for himself. The Yid could come afterwards and give the, from the leftover waters for his animal. Vim b'shvil Yisrael. If l'chadchila the guy is going and doing this for the Yid, the guy doesn't have any behemoths for himself, he's bringing out the water for the purpose of the behemoth of the Yid. So then, Osr. Then the Yid is not allowed to use this water for himself. A third case, Osr nochri kevesh lated by, if you're coming, if you're arriving at the shore on a boat, and the guy made a ramp to come down on Shabbos. So yoyed achrav Yisrael. So the guy comes down on the ramp, so the Yid is allowed to come down on this ramp as well. Yisrael, if the guy made this ramp for the Yid, then awesome. Then it's not allowed for you to use it. So again, the kud over here is, if a guy is doing a malacha for himself, so then you're allowed to benefit from it. But if the guy did the malacha for the Yid, even if the Yid didn't tell him to do the malacha, so then it's awesome to have a no from this malacha on Shabbos. So there was a story with Rabbi Gamliel and his Kainim Shoyeboim Besvina. They arrived with a boat on Shabbos. So for also Nochri Kevesh laid boy, and the Nochri made a ramp to come down from the boat on Shabbos. Rabbi Gamliel 
Rabbi Gamliel and his Kainim followed after the guy and also disembarked on the boat. So obviously we're talking about a case where you're allowed to get off the boat on Shabbos. There are certain cases when the boat arrives on Shabbos, if you came out of the Tchum Shabbos on Shabbos and you arrived to the, to the Yabosha, out of the Tchum, so then it won't be allowed. But obviously he was close enough to the, uh, to the shore that he knew that he didn't come out of the Tchum Shabbos on Shabbos, so he was allowed to get off the boat. Elamai, he was using the kevesh that the guy built for him on Shabbos, but he didn't build it for Rabbi Gamliel, he built it, and then Rabbi Gamliel came off after the guy went off, Rabbi Gamliel went off. So we had three different cases here in the Mishnah that were basically saying the exact same point. So the Gemara will explain first, why do we need all these three cases? Zog the Gemara Utsricha. The Mishnah has to tell us these cases. If would tell me that if a guy lights a candle, you could, you could use that light for yourself, I would say, you know what the reason is? Because a candle that a guy lights, that brings the light into the room, light for one person is the same light for a hundred people that are present in the room. So it's not something that you have to be chayshish, that the guy is lighting an extra candle and having you in mind, or even if he didn't have you in mind, he might come to light an extra candle if he sees that you want to have a benefit from it. So I would say that over there, the reason of the heter is because it's something that is for everybody, the same there. But regarding a, a guy that, was, that drew water, even if he did it for himself, Ligzer, so over here, there would be a reason to make a gzede, that if you allow a yid to have a na from this water afterwards, so the guy might come and draw extra water for the yid. It's not the same water for his animals and for your animals. So that's why it has to be mechadish this case as well, that even when the guy is drawing water, that the yid could come and have a na from it, and Chazal didn't make the gzede as long as the guy was doing it for himself. So now what's the, the third case? Why do I need the case of the ramp? So as Rashi explains, if you think about the case of the, la- of the ramp, it's the same thing like a ner. It's the same ramp that's for everybody to get off the boat. There's no two ramps or an extra ramp that he needs for you. And for the Gemara, you're right, the Kevesh, there is no extra Chiddush here. Maise, the Rabbi Gamliel, is Kenim Kamashmalon. The Mishnah wanted to bring me the source of the Salacha, where it happened the first time, that by, it happened with Rabbi Gamliel and his Kenim. So therefore, it brought the example of Kevesh. Tanerabonon. Now we learned in Abraise. Abraise brings other examples. Nochri sheliket asovim. A nochri that's collecting grass to get to feed his animals. Michael achrav Yisrael. The yid could come after it, after the goy, and get, and feed his animals. So Rashi points out over here. That says it says already in the Mishnah. So this lashon of achrav that only, you could only come afterwards. And the reason is because it has to be clear that the guy is doing for himself. Not that the guy collects it and the yid comes right away to use that grass. The guy collected the grass and he was using it for his animals. And then the yid comes afterwards to use for himself whatever is left over. Then Bishvil Yisrael, if the guy is collecting the grass for the purpose of the yid, then also, then it's not allowed to be used, this grass shouldn't be used by the yid. Again, the, the, the example we had in the Mishnah. The guy fills up the water to give the drink for his animal. The Yid could then go and give to, to, a drink for his animals. If the guy did it for the Yid, then Asr. Then it would be Asr. Teisvis here brings up a very interesting thing. And Teisvis says, why are we talking about a guy that's filling up water or bringing water from a well? for the animals. How about if the guy was filling water from the well for himself, to drink for himself? <coughs> that the Yid is allowed to drink water for himself. Why are we talking only about an animal? So Teisus answer is because 
The person himself, theoretically, could climb into the well and drink the water inside the well without doing a malacha. The animal is not going to climb into the well. You have to bring the water out of the well, which is a Rishusa Yachid, because it's four by ten, four by, by four wide and ten Tvachim uh, deep. So the animal that's getting this water could only get its water through a malacha being done. But the human being could have gotten this water without any malacha being done. So therefore, Rabbeinu Tam is mechadish, a klal. That this whole thing that you can't have anar from the malacha of a guy is in a case where what the guy is doing could only be done through a malacha. But if a guy does a malacha for you, and you could have done it, you could have gotten it without a malacha, so then you're allowed to have anar from this uh, malacha that the guy is doing. A lot of Rishayim disagree with this. Rabbeinu Tamavir himself asks that it's not the, the pshat and the gemara is shver, but this is an uh, interesting hetter. It's, it's used also to when you have a guy working for you on Shabbos. So there are certain things that a guy is allowed to do in your house, if it's something that the guy could do without any Chil Shabbos whatsoever. Elamai, for his own personal convenience, he, sh- he chooses to do it with, with a Chil Shabbos, with a Malacha. So then I'm not, he's not, it's, it's, he's doing it for his own convenience that way. Mitzad the Malacha that I need, it doesn't demand to do any uh, Malacha, that's Chil Shabbos. So in such a case, if the guy is doing it with his own convenience, you don't have to make a Machah against him. Bechlal, that's one of the things that we see from our Gemara over here, which is when the Dalt Rebbe brings it in Shulchan Aruch this way, that when a guy, it's the, the Isser of Amir al-Nachri, this sugi is not Mamish the sugi of Amir al-Nachri. The sugi of Amir al-Nachri is when you're appointing a guy, you're telling him to do a Malacha for you as a Shliach, to do it for you. This sugi is talking about something else, to be Nana from a Malacha on Shabbos that the guy did without you telling him a word. And over here you have to know, was the guy having you in mind or was the guy not having you in mind? So the Altareb and Shulchan Aruch brings this in Bariches. And um, it's Negea, I mean, obviously it's very Negea today. I Negea mean, to all kinds of malachas that a guy does to know if the guy was doing it for you or was the guy doing it for his own benefit. So how in Bederich Yemez? Huh? It's not, clearly for you. It's not, you can't, you can't. It's not Pasha. Al-Tareb and writes on this Indian that many people are noyig heter in this Indian, that they allow a guy to do a malacha and the guy is doing it for you, and he's not doing it for himself. And the Alter Rebbe says that mutav in volume is eden. That be'emes, it's not allowed. And the Alter Rebbe says you have to be machmer. And those that know the halacha should be machmer not to do it. But when you see someone that is doing it, you don't have to be meicher because mutav And this you say because sof sof, it's only awesome with the rabbanon. By yisurim with the rabbanon, there's a klal of mutav in volume is eden. So you don't have to be meicher. Because I like the Alter Rebbe. Mitzvah, uh, oh, so Tzarech Mitzvah, the Alter Rebbe says that's the, that would be the mucker of the Heter. If it's not a Tzarech Mitzvah, then there's for sure no Heter. But the Tzarech Mitzvah, for example, if a person is it's dark and he has to have Sudas Shabbos, it's boiling hot in his house, and he's eating Sudas Shabbos and there's no air conditioner. So Tzarech Suda, the Suda of Shabbos, it's a Tzarech Mitzvah. So the Alter Rebbe says there's definitely a mucker for a Heter, but the Alter Rebbe still says that you should be Machmer. That you should be machmer and not you should eat the suda in the dark, and uh, and not and not have a guy do it for you. Yeah, that's just another thing. Okay, maybe it's another thing. Yeah. Okay, weiter over here b'fnim. The Gemara says pamed varamamurim. So now the Brisa adds another detail that the Mishnah didn't say. When is this hetter that you could have a no from it after the guy when the guy did it for himself? She'ei makiroi. If the guy doesn't know who you are. If the guy, if you're a friend with the guy and you're dear and the guy knows who you are, so then, also, then it's not allowed. Then we don't make this chiluk, if he did it for himself, he did it for you. If the guy knows you, so then it's also. 
Frek, the Gemara, Aini. Is this true, this halacha that we learned in this b'raise? The Gemara now is going to ask a side question on the etzem halacha that we learned here, that you can feed your animal from the grass that the guy collected. You could allow your behemoth, you could stand it on grass and it can eat, your behemoth will eat from the grass on Shabbos on its own. But you're not allowed to put your, your behemoth on grass, which is mukts on Shabbos. What's pshat? When you have a behemoth that's going to be pulling grass, it's going to be eating from the grass that's connected to the ground. Over there, there's no chashash that the person himself might pull out the grass for the animal. So you can stand there and pull out, allow the animal to eat from it on Shabbos. But if you have grass that was caught on Shabbos, and therefore it's muktzeh, you're not allowed to take your animal there and stand with your animal there on Shabbos, because there's a chashash that you yourself might touch this grass and feed your animal the grass on Shabbos. So over here, how is the yid allowed to come and use this grass for his animal that the guy just collected on Shabbos? There's another issue of muktzeh. So besides the issue of the fact that the guy did it for you, or he didn't do it for you, what's with the issue of muktzeh? And for the Gemara, no, Anachanami. What we're talking about over here is the Koim Lo Ba'apa. You sort of are blocking the animal of going somewhere else. And the animal walks in that direction on its own to this grass that the Goy cut on Shabbos and the animal eats it. But you're not standing nearby. Not shot that you take your animal and stand right there. If you do, then there's Taka an issue. Then there's a Gzeda of Muktza. But if you just sort of direct your animal to go there and you're not standing nearby, there's no gzeda that you're going to come to eat, that you're going to come to touch this grass on Shabbos. Now the Gemara goes back to the etzam din that it said over here. We made a distinction between makiroi and ein makiroi. If the guy knows you, so then you can't have a naw from this malacha of the guy that he did on Shabbos in any case. When is there a heter she'ein makiroi? If the guy doesn't know you, Avo Makira, if he does, then also. Frag the Gemara, this is a clear question from the Mishnah. Horab Gamliel Makira Yave. Can't we assume that Rabban Gamliel in the Mishnah, when he was traveling on a boat with Goyim, and he was on the boat with them, so they knew who he was, together with his Canaan, so they must have seen and known who Rabban Gamliel was, and the guy put down the ramp, and Rabban Gamliel walked off the ramp as well. So how can we say that there's a difference between Makira and Ein Makira? Rabbi Gamliel was the guy who was Makiroi and still he used the ramp. Amar so Abaya answers, you know what it's talking about in the Mishnah, Shaloi Befon of Hava. The case in the Mishnah is that the guy, when he put down the ramp of the boat, it wasn't in front of Rabbi Gamliel, it wasn't present. The whole din of Makiroi, that the Braisa was Machadish, that you have to be Machmer, if the guy knows you, is only if you're standing there. The guy, the guy is doing it right in front of you. So then we say that if, since the guy is doing it, uh, he knows you and you're standing right there, he's having you in mind as well. So therefore you're not allowed to have a no from it on Shabbos. But over here, by the case of the grass, in the Braise, what was it talking about? That the Yid is standing there. The Mishnah of Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel was not standing there when the ramp was down, but in the Braise, the Yid was standing right there. It's a bias pshat. Rav says, no, that's not a chiluk. It depends what kind of malacha it is. And this goes back to the chiluk that the Gemara makes before. You could even say that our mission is talking about that the Goy put down the ramp in front of Rabbi Gamliel. What's the difference? It depends what kind of malacha it is. If it's a kind of malacha that's like a ramp, which is similar to a candle, that the Goy lights one candle and that candle 100 people could use. There's one ramp and everybody on the boat could get off that ramp. So then even if the guy knows you, that's, that's not a problem. We're not cheshesh that he's doing it for you. It's the same ramp that everybody's going to go off of. 
Masha'enkin, if you're talking about a case of grass, it's not the same grass that the guy is using for his behemoth, for your behemoth. So there's a chashash, if the guy knows you, so then he's going to take uh, more grass, he's going to collect more grass for your benefit. So only in such a case that the Bra'is say that there's a chiluk between makiroi and ein makiroi. Meisvei, the Gemara asks a question that said, clearly in, in a Bra'isa, Amalem Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said to the Chachamim, that the uh, or to this Canaan that were with him, since the guy put down the ramp not in front of us, so needed, but we can go down with this ramp. So it says it clearly, like the Pshat that Abayi said that it was Shaloi Befonov. And for the Gemara, no, so Rav is gonna have to change the gears in this Braise. Eima, you have to read this Braise. That what did Rabbi Gamliel say? Since the guy made it, since we didn't make the ramp, the guy made it, so made it, but we can go down with it. Not well, even if it was Befonov. It's, it, a ramp is like ner le'echad, ner le'meya, it's one ramp for everybody, and therefore you can go down even if the guy knows us, and even if it was done in front of us. Toshima, um, so there's a b'raise that it said as follows. Ir she Yisrael v'nochrim darambay, b'saycha. A city that Yidin and Goyim live in it. V'aisabam merchatz ha'merchatzes b'shabbos. And there's a merchatz, there's a bathhouse that's open and working on Shabbos. If most of the people in the city are goyim, right away, Matzah Shabbos, Yidin are allowed to come and use the bathhouse. Now, what's the issue over here? So as Rashi explains, there's a gzeir of Chazal, that any malacha that a goy does on Shabbos, you're not allowed to have anor from that malacha Matzah Shabbos, if the goy did it for the Yid, you have to wait the time that it takes to prepare this malacha on Matzah Shabbos for the Yid to be able to come and have benefit from it. Okay, so now the question is, this bathhouse was open on Shabbos and they were heating the bathhouse. And the question is, who was the guy heating it for? Was the guy heating it for other Goyim? If that's the case, then right away on Matzah Shabbos and Yid could come and use it. If the guy was heating the bathhouse on Shabbos for Yidin, so then you have to wait Matzah Shabbos, So over here the Bryce explains, if most of the city is Goyim, so then the, he was heating it up for the Goyim. But in Rav Yisrael, if most of the people of the city were Yidin, so then Yamtem You have to wait as long as it takes to heat up the water of this bathhouse, Matzah Shabbos, and only then could you use it. So what's the question over here? This question over here is both according to Abaya and according to Rava. Number one, this case of heating up a bathhouse is similar to a candle. You, fl- you light one fire, and it heats up all the water for everybody. You don't have to have separate fires that you heat up for every person that comes to this bathhouse. So in such a case, it, 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 it should be okay. That's what, he, that's what Abaya said before, Rav said before, that it's, when it's a case of so then as long as the guy is not doing it for the Yid, it should be okay. That's number one. And number two, it wasn't of the Yidin that the guy is heating it up for, even if most of the people of the city are Yidin, the Yidin are not present. The guy didn't light the fire for the bathhouse in the presence of the Yidin that were there in the, in the city. They, they live in the city, but they, they, they weren't present over there. So why in this case do you have to wait Matzah Shabbos, Bechdei or as long as it would take to heat it up? And for the Gemara, no, over there, everybody would agree that it's a problem. Hasam. When the person in the bathhouse heats it up, who's he having in mind? 
He's having in mind his customers. He's having in mind most of the people of the city that are going to come to use it. So if most of the people in the city are Yidin, we assume that the guy heated it up for the purpose of the Yid. The whole machlek is between Abayi Verova and the whole discussion here is in a case where the guy is doing it for himself. Now the question is if a Yid could have Anah from the Molochah. The Yid is present, the Yid is not present, you know him, you don't know him. But in the case where the guy is doing it for the Yid, that we learned in the Mishnah already, that any malacha a guy does for a Yid is totally yasser. So if most of his customers are Yid, then we assume that he's doing it for the Yid. Toshima, another b'raise. Um, he's getting paid and he has in mind his business. Doesn't matter. Dal Rebbe says that in Shulchan Aruch this whole halacha of a guy doing it, even if you're paying him and he's thinking about his money, but if he's doing it for the Yid to have Hanah, that's the gzeira of not having Hanah from the malacha on Shabbos. Including if you pay him. Dal Rebbe Taka spells it out b'feirish. You have a candle that's burning, that was, uh, that was lit for a gathering. So who is it lit for? If most people there are goyim, then mutter. Then you're allowed to have an awe from it. If most people there are yidin, then you're not allowed to have an awe from it. If it's half and half, it's also awesome because we don't know who we, who we lit it for. So again, the Gemara is basically asking the same question like in the case of the bathhouse. It's a ner le'echad, ner le'meya. According to Abaya, again, according to Rava, as long as it's ner le'echad, ner le'meya, the guy is lighting one candle for this gathering. So then it's allowed, even if it's makiroi, because it's one candle for everybody. And this candle was lit in the gathering, not in the presence of the Eden that were there. So Abayah said that as long as it's not in the presence of the Eden that's there, it's okay. So it should be mutter according to both Abayah and Rav in this case. So the Gemara gives the same answer. And for the Gemara, Hosam Nami, Ki Madliki, Adaita Deruba Madliki. Over here, if it's a gathering, and most of the people by the gathering are going to be Eden, so when the candle is being lit, it's being lit having in mind most of the people that are attending this gathering. So therefore, over here, Lakula Alma, it's a Davra Pashit, that it would be Asr. Regardless of he knows you, doesn't know you, most of the people coming to this gathering are going to be Yidin. So it's, it's also according to everybody. Maris says an incident that happened. Shmuel, Ikla, Lebei, Oven, Turin. Shmuel was, came Shabbos to Oven that lived in the city of Turin. Asahu Nachri. This guy came there where they were. And Adlik Shrag, he lit a candle. So Adrinu Shmuel, Shmuel turned away. He didn't want to have an awe from this candle because Shmuel was chayshish that the guy was lighting the candle for oven or for them, for their purpose. So he didn't want to have an awe from this Malach on Shabbos. Outside here? Lavdavke. Chayre inside. So then Shmuel noticed that the guy is bringing a document and he's, he wants, he's reading from the document by the light of the candle. Omar, so now Shmuel said, oh, He lit the candle for his own purpose, to light, to read from the document. So So he turned back his, his face toward, towards the candle to the, derive the benefit from the candle. Hadron Allah kol kisvei. So basically city buses and the subways totally not issue after Shabbos. Mm-hmm. But if it was a... If All the malacha that was done there, you say? I'm saying, the subway was driving on shot, whatever. Oh, whatever preparations that were done, you don't have to wait. You can right. jump onto the subway 
Adrega after Shabbos. Right. Hear you. Interesting. So let's say in Eretz Yisrael, we have unfortunately Malacha that's being done on Shabbos and it's being done for the people that are Roiv Yisrael. So you have to wait Matzah Shabbos. But but they they I'm not sure if that Gzeda applies though when another Yid does a Malacha on Shabbos. The whole Gzeda of Chazal is when a Goy does it. And the reason is because with Chayshish, that if, if you're going to have enough from it immediately after Shabbos, you're going to tell the guy to do it on Shabbos for you to have it available right after Shabbos. But another Yid, Chazal didn't make such a gzeda, that the chayshish, that one Yid will tell another Yid to do a, a malacha for you to have it right after Shabbos. It come with Allah always, because Allah has to prepare everything. So all their preparations Shabbos is right before Shabbos. I believe that the gzeda b'chdei sheyasu is only b'negei ta'agai, not b'negei ta'ayid. Also, yeah. like if uh, you drop off your dry cleaner, the Chinese dry cleaners, you drop it on Erev Shabbos and you pick it up Sunday. Mm, that's already a little bit of a different shayla. That's already getting into mamish amirel anachri because oh, you're really you're giving. That's already a little bit of a different shayla. It's not something that the guy is doing on his own. You're coming and you're giving him your dry cleaners yeah. and you're giving it to him right before Shabbos and you pick it up right after Shabbos. The problem, not so pasha. There's a whole extra similar shachanar for that. You know, you're going down to a Shabbos light. Mm -hmm. You don't know him. What's the Shabbos light? A light on Shabbos, you yeah. took it from the street. You don't know him. No. To tell a guy to put on Shabbos light is awesome. To have a guy come in and he does it on his own. So this is, you know, see, do on the veil. I think uh, the Aruch HaShulchan was the one that said that the first. That be, yeah, let the person come in and you offer him a drink and then you tell him it's dark in there. Good. So do I tell him of them? And like I mentioned before, the Alter Rebbe says, Mutav shi yishayg n'val yim ezidim, bab sinish pashat. Because you're not having a no from it. It's just, uh, yeah. Zok to Mishnah. This next Patek is going to be discussing Hilchas Moktzeh. We had before and, um, about five, six, seven blot about Hilchas Moktzeh, but that was only one Chalik. If you remember, most of the discussion we had before about Hilchas Moktzeh was the Machlekes of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, how much were Machmer about Moktzeh. Over here, the, Gemara is, the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to discuss all the other details of Muktzah that we didn't discuss yet. There's the general in Yonah ben to Muktzah. There's a Keli Shemalach Leheter, a Keli that's designated for permissible use. There's a Keli Shemalach Leiser, it's designated for forbidden use, for things that are asked to do on Shabbos. Exactly when are you allowed to move them, for what purpose, as we'll see over here in this entire Patek. Kol HaKelim Nitalim B'Shabbos, all kinds of Kelim, and what we're talking about over here is, for example, a closet uh, that, um, that has doors on it. So you're allowed to move the closet in Shabbos, Vidal Sesein Imam, and the doors of this closet is allowed to be moved in Shabbos as well. Afal Sparku, even if the doors came off from the closet, it's allowed to be moved on Shabbos, it's not Mukta. Okay. The doors of a closet that came off is not compared to the doors of a house. When the doors of a house came off, so that's muktzah. That can't be used for anything. It's completely muktzah. That, that, that's not allowed to be moved. But the, the doors of the kalim are allowed to be moved on Shabbos. Now the Gemara brings, uh, the Mishnah brings another list of different things of kalim that are malachton le'iser. That are tools that are designated for forbidden use. A person can take a hammer, a hammer is made for building, it's a So what are you going to use it for? You're using it for something that's allowed in Shabbos. To crack open the walnuts. A person takes an axe. To cut uh, pressed figs. A shovel. A shovel. A shovel actually is a saw. 
person takes a saw, logabai sagvina to cut cheese, magrefa a shovel, ligrifbai asagregiris to shovel out the gregiris, the figs from the bottom of a barrel. Esarachas, the winnowing shovel. Vesamazleg is a pitchfork. Losses all of You want to put food on it for a child to eat from it. Esakoish, which is a spindle that's used in weaving. Vesakarker, also some kind of a rod that's used in weaving when they smoothed out the, uh, the uh, threads and the, when they were weaving. boy to use it to uh, like a fork to, to stick it into food to be able to eat. Also, a regular small needle that a person uses with his hands to, to, to sew with it. Little by a sakaitz. You can use it to take it to remove a splinter. Vishal sakoim, or a machat, a bigger machat that's used to, to make sacks, sack cloth out of it. So it's a much bigger needle. Liftayach by a You can use it to open up a door to pick a lock of a door. So it's interesting, Rashi here says, If you lost your keys, you can use it to, uh, to pick a lock. So there's, so there's some that are medayik in this Rashi, that uh, from here you see, when you get all these cases that the Mishnah said, that you can use all these kinds of different asadikakalim, that's only if you don't have the regular keli that you usually use. If you have a regular fork, a regular spoon, if you have a regular keli that you usually use for these things, you shouldn't use the klisha malachtelis. If you don't have it, if you lost it, and then you have no choice, then you're allowed to use the klisha malachtelis for this purpose. So what was the first case in the Mishnah? A person that has kalim, he has a, a closet, a chest, or anything like that, then it has a door, and the door came off. <coughs> so you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. So it said in the Mishnah, call a kalim nitalin, afapish nisparku b'Shabbos. Even if the door came off on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, so it's mashma the Mishnah, even though, even though it came off on Shabbos, you're allowed to use it. V'loi miboi b'chayl, and needless to say, if it came off during the week, that you would be allowed, then it would be more simple to say that you're allowed to use this door on Shabbos. Why? Adarabe. It should be the other way around. Bishabbos, if the door came off on Shabbos, so when Shabbos came in, the door was still on the chest or on the closet. Muchanin al The door is prepared for use when Shabbos came in together with the entire chest or the entire closet. If the door came off during the week before Shabbos entered, the door is not prepared for use when Shabbos comes in. As we always know, the, the way we define Muktzah is when Shabbos enters. So when Shabbos enters, what was this door? Was it part of the chest and therefore it was usable as part of it or was it not? In the Mishnah it's Mashma, that there's a Chiddush that you can use it when it came off on Shabbos. But if it came off on the weekday, for sure you could use it. But it's the other way around. If it came off during the week when Shabbos entered, it's already not uh, usable, Bukhlal. Do you want to use for Shabbos? Uh, use something with a door? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the question. If you can move it, you can use it for something. So Abai says, you're right. You have to read the Mishnah differently. This is how you read the Mishnah. You can use these on Shabbos. And the door is along with them. And even if it came off on, and during the week, it's allowed to be moved on Shabbos. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that even though it came off during the week, still you could use it on Shabbos. Even though it came off, it still could be used, you still could cover it, even though it's not attached anymore, it still has a use and you could use it. If it came off on Shabbos, 
So then it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a chiddushi you can use it, because when Shabbos came in, it was part of, uh, part of the, uh, the chest, it was part of the closet. Chiddush is, if it came off before Shabbos, it's still a keli that's, that you could, that's usable on Shabbos, and it's not mukta. We learned in Abraisa, Deles shall shido, vishal teva, vishal migdal. A door for these different kinds of closets, a closet, a chest, and that neutlin. Uh, so this Braisa here says, here it's not talking about the Indian of Mukta. Here we're talking about the Indian of Binyan and Stira, to build or to dismantle or to take it apart. So what did it say in this price? In Neitlin, the doors of, the, of a closet, you're allowed to remove it on Shabbos. You're not allowed to put it back on on Shabbos. If you have a chicken coop, you're not allowed to remove the door from this chicken coop on Shabbos, and you're not allowed to return it on Shabbos. Okay? So, again, we're not talking about Muktzah here, we're talking about Binyan, the Malacha of Binyan, and the Malacha of Stira. So the Gemara asks, what's going on over here? The halacha that it says in the Braise regarding the chicken coop, that you're not allowed to remove it, you're not allowed to put it back on, that's understood. Kosovar, the time of this Braise holds. The chicken coop is connected to the ground. It's like this little barn that you have that's connected to the ground. So therefore, yesh binyin bekarka and yesh bekarka. The door that you would remove or attach back to the chicken coop, it's, it's a structure that's attached to the ground. And like every other structure, the binyin is done in something which is mechubar lekarka, attached to the ground. And that's where the malacha of binyin or stira applies. And therefore, it's also. But over here, in the first part of the Braise, when it's talking about these various different kinds of closets, and it talks about removing or putting back on the doors, so then what is my, my kesava? What is the ton of this Braise hold? Does he hold that the malacha of building and the malacha of taking apart applies to a keli as well, not only when it's attached to the ground? Again, if he holds it as binyin, so then yesh stira. So if, if the malacha of binyin applies to a keli, so then the malacha of stira applies as well. V'i ain't stira bekelim, and if he says that there's no stira bekelim, right, so therefore he says you're not allowed to uh, remove it, so then ain't binyin bekelim, so there's no binyin either. So why is the Tana in the beginning, of, in, the, in the case of the door of the Shida, Teva and Migdal, making a chiluk of Neitlin? You're allowed to do stira, you can take it off. Avaloi machzir, you're not allowed to return, you're not allowed to put the door back on. So by answers, the embassy holds that the Isar of Binyan, the Malacha of Binyan, does apply to Caleb. And we had this already before, a few times in the Gemara, in Perik Abayna, over there in the beginning of the Perik, we saw that really we hold that there is Binyan Bekalem. The Yesh Stira Bekalem. And therefore, the Malacha the of Stira regarding Caleb applies as well. But what are we talking about over here? When the Braise says that you're allowed to um, put it back on, it's talking about, again, the Braise says, you're not allowed to put it back on, but you are allowed to take it off. It doesn't mean, it's not saying you're allowed to take it off. What the Braise is saying is, if it came off on its own, sometimes you have a door that's loose and it comes off on its own, if it came off on its own, you're not allowed to put it back on. That's what the Braise meant to say. But really, both would be Aser. Rava disagrees with this answer. There are two questions in this answer. Number one, it clearly says in the Braise, you are allowed to remove this door on Shabbos. It doesn't say it came off on its own. 
but you're not allowed to take it, um, you're not allowed to put the door back on. If you're telling me the door came off on its own, so it's not pshat, you're telling me a hetter, and then you're saying, but this is aser. You're telling me Allah, the door that came off, put it back on. What's the avol, but? So therefore, El Rav, Rav says, no, Kesavar, this Tana over here holds, ein binyin bekelim, ve'ein stira bekelim. Bemis, this Tana holds, there is no binyin, and there is no stira binigayat bekelim. Right. Here there's a gzeda of Chazal that when you, binyan there is no gzeda, but if you're going to put it on, and Rashi says you're going to screw it on tightly or attach it tightly in such a way, so then there's another malacha. There's the malacha of makibah patish. You're taking this keli that's not usable the way it is, and you're putting it on, screwing it on tightly, that finishes it off, so you're going to come to do the malacha of makibah patish. So the, the maskana, the bottom line, I think I mentioned this once before, that the Beniget to Binyin Bekelem and Stira Bekelem, the Altareb Meshachon Aruch says that it depends if it's a Binyin Gomor or if it's not a Binyin Gomor. If it's a Binyin Gomor, then Yesh Binyin Bekelem, Yesh Stira Bekelem. If you build something completely, then there is a Binyin. But if we here, for example, putting back on a door, it's not considered to be a binyan gomer. It's one thing that came <coughs> off, and you're putting it back on. Over there, we actually paskin, like the Gemara here says, ein binyan bekelim, ein stira bekelim. And the only reason you're not allowed to put it back on is exedim with the rabbanon that you might make it tight in a way that it'll be a different malacha of makkeh bepatish. In kelim for sure, yeah, that was never the shaila. Yeah, the makkeh bepatish you do have in kelim. That's what Ashir says. Uh, Legos, puzzles. So over there, there's a different shaila because they're made lechatchila uh, temporarily to break. They're made to build and break. Right. So but over a there, there's a hetter for it. Of a low car. A, a what? A what? A model of a low car. Mm-hmm. So you leave it afterwards. So then there would be. Not sure. Building. Depends how long it's been. Not sure. All these different right. things, but uh, that are made to build and break. So, so there's a hetter for it. That's loose on the door. 